Welcome home to Sycamore Baptist Church. Today's message is entitled, When God Says No. And I think you guys are very fortunate to have Jeff and Jennifer and his family here. And I want to say thank you to him personally. It, not a lot of pastors will open up their pulpits like this. So I appreciate that so much. I really do. I really uh, come this morning uh, with sort of a, uh, a dual purpose. I want to share a couple of things with you really this morning. I do want to give you an update because you guys are one of our sponsoring churches, and we're grateful for that. You guys give to Harvest Mission Brazil every month. So if you're new, you may not know that, but also because this is the church where uh, God uh, really started this process, where, where he really maybe finished the process was right here. And many of you have been not just givers to Harvest Mission Brazil, but you've been, you've been goers. And so I know that you know a lot about this ministry. If you're new, Harvest Mission Brazil is a ministry that exists to reach an unreached people group in Brazil called Quilombolas. And many of you have heard that name many times, but they are, um, they're, they're, uh, um, they live in Brazil, but they're not natives of Brazil. They are um, actually descendants of slaves who were brought into Brazil. Uh, the slave trade in Brazil was probably much larger even than here in the United States. And when these slaves would escape and when finally Brazil did away with slavery, they were the last country in the world to end slavery. These slaves just went out into the jungles and they hid out. They didn't trust that uh, this was real. So they went out and hid and, and they formed communities and families and villages out in the jungles of Brazil. And uh, it wasn't until the uh, early 70s that the Brazilian people discovered that they were still there. Uh, you, some of us older guys will remember hearing about all the logging and things taking place in the rainforest. And as these logging companies were cutting down parts of the rainforest, they began to come up on these villages out in the middle of nowhere of these uh, African descendants of slaves living out in the middle of nowhere. So uh, Brazil began to research to try to find out how many of them were out there. They know today that uh, or they believe there to be more than a million and a half of them living out in the jungles. And if you've been there, then you know they don't know about all of them that are there because I've been working that area for 18 years and uh, we've discovered some new villages just this year that we never knew were there before. And, uh, and so I want to tell you about these people because I do want you to see them as not just an opportunity to get the gospel to them, but I want you to understand the responsibility that we have to people like that. There are over 7,000 unreached people groups in the world, and, uh, and we have a, a direct opportunity to take one of them off of the list of unreached people groups. And that's what we hope to do, that God will use us to reach those people, the gospel of Jesus Christ. We know that they're there. We know that they exist. We know that they're real. And we know how to get the gospel to them. Many of you have been there doing that very thing. We're responsible for those guys. And you have an opportunity. And I want to lay this out to those of you who may even be new. You have an opportunity not just to give to this ministry, but I want to invite you to go. Uh, a lot of these people go, and uh, we, we make it a yearly, uh, yearly trip. We are, in fact, we were looking so forward to Sycamore. We're sending two teams to Brazil this summer. 
And uh, obviously, that didn't happen. Uh, the update, the sad update, that I, the other side of this coin that I wanted to talk to you about today is that, that we haven't been able to do that since uh, I got home at the end of February, got uh, out of Brazil right before the uh, travel ban kind of came down. We've been, we've been stuck. You guys have been stuck. The world seems like has been stuck, and I, I don't like it. I'll be honest. Um, I've been, uh, uh, in fact, we were so excited about this summer, Laura and our family. Our whole family, for the first time, going to be in Brazil together, and uh, and spend. We were going to spend the whole summer down there as a family, um, and everything was ready. We had six villages like this. This was one of them. Uh, we had five other villages, brand new villages that we were gonna we were gonna go into, and um, and all of that began to fall apart. In fact, I remember being at home and we get a call from a church group that says, "Hey, we we got to cancel." And I knew it was coming. But it was heartbreaking to me. And then to get another call, you know, Mike, what are you hearing? Hey, the doors are closed. We can't go. We, we're going to have to reschedule. And 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 time after time after time that happened. And they would call, what are you hearing? What are you finding out? And every time it's the same thing. The door's closed. You know, the door's closed to us. And, and to be honest, I spent, somebody asked you how I was this morning, and you always say you're fine. But to be honest, this summer I've been depressed. A lot of this weight that I'm carrying is, is, how, is what I deal with, how I deal with my depression um, through food and, and things like that. Um, and it's been a, it's been a tough summer. And the the reason's been been so tough for me, and I'm I'm not just counting. It's been tough for everybody. I understand that. Um, I do. My my story is no different than your story. But um, we felt like, man, this was going to be the summer. You know, the best summer we'd ever had. We were going to see. We we just believed that a lot of these killing bowlers are going to come to faith in Jesus, and God was going to reach this guy, and we were going to see the gospel just explode in the northeast part of Brazil. And we still believe that, but it hasn't happened yet. And, um, and I, I, I just, yeah, man, I, I don't, I just got, I, I don't know, disappointed, discouraged and angry and all of those things. And, and, um, and I just couldn't understand why the door was being shut on us because uh, we felt like, man, this is, you know, this is God's will. This is what God wants from us. And, uh, and the door began to shut and, and um, and to be honest with you, I don't have any problems with the open doors. You know, I don't have any problems with when, when God says, yes, you know, this is what I want you to do. When we got to the point when we were here as pastor and God un, un, undoubtedly was calling us to missions, that wasn't a problem for me to say yes and and, and to and to worship God through the open doors. But um, here's where I struggled this summer is is being faithful to God and worshiping him and being excited about him when God says no. And I know many of you have been there, too, maybe in a different way, a different place. Um, It's easy to follow him when your prayers are being answered in the way that you want them to, isn't it? I mean, I have no problem with that. When I ask God for something and he delivers and he comes through and it's like I want it, man, hey, that's the easy time to follow God. The difficult time is when God says no. 
And I want to talk to you about that this morning because I got to thinking about this. I don't know if I've ever heard anybody talk about this. I, I look back, you know, my, as you guys know, my dad was in ministry for over 60 years as a pastor and just recently retired. And I thought back over my time growing up like you guys are doing right now, these kids in church. I don't know if I ever heard anybody talk about this. You know, what do you do when God says no to you? Uh, I'll be honest. I didn't like it when the doors were shut. I like it when the doors are open. And, and so I just began to look at God's word and, and trying to figure out what God was doing and why. I mean, I know coronavirus and COVID-19 and all that stuff was going on. But but above all that is God. Above all that, there's a God who's in control. And so for me, it, it really came down to what I believe God was saying, for whatever reason, no at this moment. And um, and so I want to talk to you very quickly. I don't want to have a few minutes left. And and this probably isn't what you're expecting, but I know most of you know about all that's happening in Brazil and you've been there from the beginning. So I just want to share with you, just in case you're walking through that too right now, how do you how do you follow God when it seems like the answer is no? When things aren't going like you want it and, and the door seems to be shut and and it isn't it isn't what you hoped it would be. Maybe a job that didn't turn turn out to be like you thought or didn't open up at all. Or maybe a, a marriage that that didn't happen like you want. Maybe your, your child is out there and they're not following the Lord. and You don't understand you're praying and it doesn't seem like, you know, God is moving. And, 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 and sometimes it just seems like you're standing before a shut door. And what do you do? How do you handle that? Um, well, I just want to read the scripture because I found a time in Paul's life when that's exactly what happened to him. And uh, and we're just going to look at it real quick. I promise you guys know that's probably not true, but I'm going to say it anyway. The Bible says, Acts chapter 16, verse 6 through 10. And they went through the region of, of Phrygia and Galatia, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. And when they had come up to Mysia, they attempted to go into Bithynia. Great story in the life of the Apostle Paul. This actually was his second missionary journey. You know, Paul made several missionary trips. And, and, uh, but this journey started out differently than the other ones. Paul had his heart set to go one direction, in fact, east. And really, I think if, if you will discover that that's kind of the area that Ephesus was. Probably Paul had his heart to go to Ephesus. And so he kept trying to move in that direction. And God kept saying no. You know, the door was shut. God wouldn't, would, would, God for, for, the Bible used the word forbid it. The spirit of Jesus would not let him go. And over and over again, Paul tried to move in the direction that he felt like he was called to go. But God kept shutting the door. Over and over again. Now, I don't know if you've been there, but I imagine that you have. If you've been walking with God for any length of time, my guess is that you probably understand this uh, completely. You've been there where you've wanted something, prayed for something, believed for something, a broken relationship to heal, a, a, a sickness to be to be cured, a problem to be solved. And yet it seems like over and over and over again, the door just keeps getting shut on that. So so what do you do? How do you keep going? Because I'll be honest, 
for a lot of people who have started out on this journey with, with the Lord and following him, they come to a moment like this, a hard moment, a difficult moment, a moment when God says no and it doesn't work out for them. And you know what they do? They just walk away from it. In fact, I imagine Pastor Jeff has seen this just like I have. People that go through a, a tough stretch and, and it didn't go like they want it to go. And so they just throw their hands up and walk away. They walk away from the Lord. They walk away from church. Uh, people have walked away from their families. They've, they've walked away from everything because, because life didn't turn out like they thought it would. What do you do in those moments when it seems like you're doing what you believe is right, what you believe God is calling you to do, and yet the, the door remains shut. How do you handle that? I'm just going to give you some lessons that God's been teaching me this summer, and, and, then, and, then, and then I'll turn it back over to Pastor Jeff. In fact, I think these lessons might be some of the most important lessons that you learn, that I learn, because it's, as I said, it's easy to walk with God through the the yeses, and it's easy to walk with God through the open door times. But when it gets hard and difficult, and it seems, it seems like your prayers aren't being heard, and it seems like God is saying no and the door is shut, how do you walk with God through those times? Well, let me tell you some things that God taught me and I hope it's teaching me. I'm not saying I've learned, but I'm learning. And I see it here in Paul's life. First of all, I want to remind you of this. God's reminding me when God says no, it may be that he's doing something bigger that I can't see yet. He may be doing something bigger. I just can't see it. Now, that's what happened to Paul in the scripture. I said a minute ago, Paul wanted to go east and, and he kept trying to go in that direction because he believed that was what he should do. And God kept saying no. And so eventually he saw this vision of a man from Macedonia, by the way, in the complete opposite direction that Paul wanted to go. The door opened and, and Paul and the others concluded this is a direction that God wants us to go. Now, because of that choice, let me tell you what happened. Because Paul, the, you know, the door was shut and God said no and God sent him this direction. Listen, his second, remember this is a second journey, his second missionary journey became his most successful missionary journey. There were some churches that were planted on this trip when God moved him in the opposite direction he wanted to go. But some of the greatest churches of that day and time, the church at Philippi, the church at Thessalonica, the, the church at Corinth was birthed on this missionary journey because, because Paul listened to God when he said no. Some of the, the, the most precious writings in the New Testament were written on this trip. First and second Corinthians, first and second Thessalonians and that sweet, wonderful book of Philippians was written as Paul made this missionary journey. And listen, if you want to know the sort of the rest of the story about this trip, all you have to do is look around this room this morning. Because on this trip, when God sent him 
west. The gospel began to move west and the gospel eventually made its way into Europe. And because the gospel made its way into Europe, it made its way across the ocean. And our ancestors heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you and I know the gospel of Jesus Christ because God said no to Paul and he moved him in a different direction. The gospel literally went across the ocean to where you and I are this morning. And we have been affected because of what God did here. Now, listen, God said no to Paul because he was after something bigger. Well, Paul couldn't see it in that moment. He didn't know why, and he didn't have all the information, but God knew what he was doing. And when God says no, it's not because nothing is going on, and it's not because God is shutting you down. It just might be that God has something bigger in mind that you and I haven't thought of yet. In fact, to be honest with you, as I've thought about things this summer, I had my plans and and my thoughts and my ideas about what was going to happen all planned out. And yet I, I have a suspicion today that God has something different in mind. And I believe maybe something bigger and better than what I could have imagined. And I'm believing that. In fact, a lot of this, guys, the, the foundation of what we're talking about this morning is, is our faith and belief that God is good and God is right and God does what's right even when I don't understand it and even when you don't understand it. Listen, so if you're standing at a closed door and it seems like God is saying no to you, listen, that doesn't mean nothing is happening. Or that things aren't going on behind the scene. You may not see it. I may not see it. But God is up to something. And when he says no, it's probably because he's got something bigger and better waiting for you. And at just the right moment, a door is going to open. May not be the direction that you thought it was going to be. But it'll always be something right and maybe something bigger and better. Real quick, let me tell you a second lesson. It may be when God says no, that he just wants to do something later. It may be that it's not the right moment. Now, this is what I I believe that God is saying to me and what God said to me this summer. And I, and I want to speak this to you. If you're standing there at the closed door and you're standing there, maybe God is saying no to you. It just might be that this isn't the right time. It may be a timing thing. Listen, I said a moment ago, Paul wanted to go to Ephesus. Did he ever get to Ephesus? Yeah, you know he did, right? Because there's a book in the Bible called Ephesians, Right. So he made it there. But do you know what it was? It was actually three years later, three years after this story, before Paul ever made it into Asia. Did God want the gospel? I'm sorry, to Ephesus. Did God want the gospel to get to Ephesus? Well, sure he did. God loved those people. And at just the right moment, 
God opened the door and Paul went to Ephesus and the great church at Ephesus was started. And in fact, God did such a great work there three years later that the Bible says in Acts chapter 19, verse 10, that this took place for two years so that all who lived in Asia heard the word of the Lord, both Jews and Greeks, because of what God was doing in the church at Asia. Literally everyone in that area heard about Jesus because of the work there. More books of your Bible were written to the church at Ephesus than any other church in the New Testament. First and second Timothy, Ephesians, first John and Colossians were all written to the church at Ephesus. Listen, sometimes God shuts a door because he wants to do something later. The time isn't right. Now, I don't understand that, to be honest. That's probably something that's beyond our ability. That's something that's just wrapped up in this truth that God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts, as high as the heavens are above the earth. That's how much higher and, and truer and right his thoughts are than ours. I won't understand this. But for whatever reason, for us, this summer wasn't the right moment. But God has a right moment. God has a right time. It's all caught up in, the, in his sovereignty and in his wisdom and at just the right moment. Listen, if you're standing at a closed door and God seems to be saying no to your prayers, it just might be that the timing isn't right. God sent uh, young Moses right to the children of Israel, born there, right? And, and raised in the in, in, in Pharaoh's palace. You remember, hey, God wanted Moses to lead the people out of Egypt. He, he was born for that task. You remember how Moses almost messed it up because he, he had the timing wrong? In fact, when he was younger and he saw the guys fighting and he killed the Egyptian and, and, and it was Moses sort of making a move. And yet God wanted Moses to lead the children of Israel out of out of Egypt. But it was 40 years later when young David was anointed king in his father's house by Samuel. There was no doubt in anyone's mind because God spoke. David is supposed to be the king. Samuel has anointed him. His father and brothers were witnesses to what God did that day. Yet it was years later before David was, was king. Listen, the question is, if God is saying no to you, not, not is God want this or not, not is God at work. The question is, is one of, of timing. This might be that God's, God's waiting because behind the scenes, what you and I can't see, behind the scenes, God is at work accomplishing his will and his purposes in ways we cannot See, <clears throat> I remember the summer when God began to really turn this around in my life. I was staying. <clears throat> I remember like it was yesterday. I'm sorry about my voice. I haven't been preaching a lot this summer. My voice is not in good shape. You guys know I used to be loud for an hour up here, right? I mean, <clears throat> I was in the kitchen cooking this summer. And uh, I was just... You know, you probably don't do it, but I was just kind of griping. 
complaining. You know, nobody was around. I was just cooking. Um, <clears throat> and um, I was just complaining to God. God, we're supposed to be right now. We're supposed to be, you know, in, in Matinia. It might have been when the Sycamore team was supposed to show up. And I was just I was just frustrated. God, you know, right now we're supposed to be as if God didn't know, you know, where we we're supposed to be. <clears throat> and anyway, I didn't hear God's voice. I'm not suggesting that. But in that moment, God spoke two words to me that, that really changed my outlook on everything that was happening this summer. The first word was this, Mike, I've known about those Kilimbola people a whole lot longer than you have. Now, that'll get your attention, right, first of all. And then he said this. He said to my heart, I love those Kilimbola people a whole lot more than you do. And he got to just kind of ministering that truth to my heart. He knows they're there. He loves them. This isn't about me. God doesn't need me to reach the Kilimbola people. He can do that without me. Now, these are things I'm learning, guys, right? I'm, I mean, I, you know, God's teaching me that. He doesn't need me. God loves them. He didn't close it. Listen, the door wasn't closed because God doesn't love them. God's at work whether I'm there or not. Now, that was a, man, that's a great moment for me. And God is doing something in and through them right now to prepare them for that moment when you and I show up. God has been behind the scenes doing all this work and preparing their hearts like he did those people in Ephesus. And, and years later, when Paul showed up, man, it was just the right moment. And the work of God exploded in that city. Now, listen, that might be what he's doing for you right now. Behind the scenes of what you're asking for and believing for and praying for, God is working, preparing that for you and you for that, even though it might be later. <clears throat> Real quickly, I just want to say these, and I won't spend hardly any time on them. <clears throat> God might say no because he's after something different. You know, Paul, in my mind, was a, a, a task-oriented, you know, individual. Listen, I've got this task to do. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go to Ephesus. I, I'm going to get there. I'm going to do this. I, I, I imagine he had his schedule laid out and everything he was going to do and all that it took to get there. And, and so he just kept pushing that direction. Door was closed here. I'm going to try to get at it from this direction. I'll, I'll try to go around there and get at it from this direction. And, and, and listen, he was going to Ephesus and God said, no, I wonder if it's because God, first of all, had to do something different. I think he had to do something in Paul before he did something through Paul over there. Look, you know what? When this happened, you, you can go back and read it. In Acts chapter 16 begins, and this isn't going to surprise you, right after Acts chapter 15. And if you go back and read Acts chapter 15, at the end of that chapter, something amazing happens. Something sad and tragic, yet amazing. Paul and his companion Barnabas, who've traveled 
all over the world that time together taking the gospel of Jesus had just had a big fight. And according to you know, the original language, I mean, they literally, it was so divisive that they decided we can't walk together anymore. And it was about John Mark. And you can read the story later, but Barnabas, who was always looking to redeem someone, always looking to restore someone, sweet Barnabas, you know, the, the, the encourager, wanting to restore John Mark, wanted to take him with us. And Paul said no. And they got into such an argument that they divided ways. And now Paul is trying to, you know, hey, let's jump right back into ministry this is where I'm going, and this is what I'm going to do. And God said, no. I wonder if it was because God needed to do something in Paul before he did something through Paul. There was an issue there that needed to be dealt with. There was a, there was a problem there that needed to be addressed. There was, there was something in Paul. Listen, you don't say this in a church. You know, it might not be that. It might be that Paul wasn't right about what he said. Now, <clears throat> I know you're not supposed to say Paul wasn't right. But it may be that Paul wasn't right because later Paul would come back to say, man, send me John Mark. He ha he's helpful to me. Paul came around, but at that moment, there was a, a little bit of hardness in his heart toward John Mark. <clears throat> it may be that God said no, because there was something he was trying to do in Paul. I don't know that there was not something that God needed to root out in me this summer. It could have been, you know, a little bit of pride in me. God had to remind me that he doesn't need me. I need him. God doesn't have to use me to reach the kingdom. Listen, somebody else can reach them. Now, God graciously allows me to work there, but he doesn't have to use me. He doesn't need me. I desperately need him. And it may be that God is teaching me to be completely dependent upon him for the work that happens there. That's a lesson I greatly need to learn. Hey guys, it may be that you're at a roadblock and, it, and God is saying no because there's something he's trying to work out in you. So if you're gonna get past that, if you're gonna walk, Walk past that, and you're going to continue to walk with God and be faithful to him. you got to get to that place where you say, God, what is it in me that you're trying to work out? I want to get on the same page with you. And it might be that when that's worked out, that door opens up to you. I'm just going to, i got some more to say, but I'm going to stop right there. Maybe we're where God wants to bring us this morning. <clears throat> Listen, God is not angry with you. God is not mad at you. If, if you're in a place where God is saying no, listen, it's because he loves you. 
He loves you too much to let you get caught up in that moment and miss out on that relationship with him and that dependence on him. If everything goes right and every door is open, maybe we get to that place where we stop depending on him. So if you're there, when God's saying no, let me just, first of all, be encouraged this morning. God knows right where you are. God loves you just as you are. And God's at work in your life, whether you see it or not. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. Be, be enlightened this morning. God is at work behind the scenes of your life. When you don't see it and when you don't feel it, And when you don't know how it's going to work out, listen, that doesn't mean that God doesn't know. He knows and he is going to accomplish his will and his purpose in you and in me. Amen. That's a good word. That's a that's a that's that's encouraging. It really is. Hey, guys, listen. If you've gotten to that place where the door has been shut and God has said no. I want to speak to some of you this morning who just got to that place and stopped. Because it's easy to get there and just stop and give up. One of the things that encourages me about this story is that God didn't give up on on Paul. Paul tried to go this way and God said no. And Paul tried to go this way and and Paul said no. And God said no. And uh And yet God didn't quit on Paul. In fact, I think the thing that God loved about the Apostle Paul was that he never stopped. God, I want to serve you here. That's not the direction, Paul. Well, God, I'm going to serve you over here. No, that's not the direction, Paul. And every time God said no, it wasn't because he didn't love him. God was working in his life. But but here's the amazing thing. The last thing I'm going to leave you with is that Paul didn't quit trying. He kept moving ahead in his walk with God. And even when he got it wrong, his heart was to honor God. God, I want to go here and serve you. God, I want to take the gospel here. Listen, here's a word that God gave me years ago. Not not this summer, but years ago. And, And it's this, you know, you can't steer a parked car. And, and God doesn't want that. If you shut down, Hey, get up and get busy again because God wants to steer a moving car. And you may be going in the wrong direction, but God will turn it. And you may be moving into something that he doesn't want for you. Listen, God has the ability to turn it around. You just get up and get busy doing something for the kingdom. And when your heart is to serve him and honor him and love him, God will open the right door for you. But don't sit there and do nothing. Let's get up and get busy for the kingdom. And here's what's going to happen. God's going to start here in Sycamore. And, and, and ministries are going to start. And lives are going to be changed. And he's going to move out across the state and across the nation and around the world. God is going to impact this world with the gospel of Jesus Christ through the people of Sycamore Baptist Church. I've always believed it, and I still believe it to this day. Thank you for how you've loved us and prayed for us and encouraged us and given to us.
And if you're at the closed door this morning, don't stop. Don't give up. God's got something bigger. It may be that it's later, but God's got something for you. Thank you for joining us. We pray you enjoy today's message from God's Word. For more information about us and our church, please visit us at www.sycamorebc.com.